Congregation, the scripture reading for this morning you will find in two portions of the Old Testament. The first part is 1 Samuel 21, beginning with verse, let me see, verse 10 to chapter 22, the first five verses. And then we will read out of the book of Psalms, Psalm 34. 1 Samuel 21, beginning with verse 10 to chapter 22, verse 5, and afterwards Psalm 34. The word of the Lord. And David arose and fled that day for the fear of Saul, and went to Achish the king of Gad. And the servant of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart, and was sore afraid of Achish the king of Gad. And he changed his behavior before them and feigned himself mad in their hands and scrambled, scrambled at the doors of the gate and let his spittle fall down upon his beard. Then said Achis unto his servants, Lo, ye see the man is mad. Wherefore then have you brought him to me? Have I need of mad men? And have you brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And when his brethren and his, all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress, and everyone that was in debt, and everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them, and there were with him about four hundred men. And David went thence to Mizpah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come forth and be with you, until I know what God will do for me. And he brought them before the king of Moab, and they dwelt with him all the while that David was in the hold. And the prophet Gad said unto David, Abide not in the hold. Depart, and get thee into the land of Judah. Then David departed and came into the forest of Hereth. Psalm 34. And Psalm of David, when he changed his behavior for Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. I will bless the Lord at all times, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were enlightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. 
The angel of the Lord encamped round about them that fear him and deliver them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no one to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Come, ye children, hearken to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is that that desires life and love many ways, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and deliver them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of broken, of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. He keeps all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeems the soul of his servant, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Thus far the reading of God's word. Congregation, have you ever been at a place in your life of perplexity, of being discouraged? Seasons in life, and maybe when you look back or maybe you are in the midst of it, eh, that you begin to grasp the words of the psalmist, what we read in 34, this poor man, this poor woman, this young adult cried, and it seems no one hears, that you experience many are the afflictions of the righteous, and there seems no way out. Life seems to be a wilderness. Wilderness wanderings as a season in your life. So does for David, eh? the man after God's own heart. And yet he wanders here in the wilderness to wilderness as we meet him in here in 1 Samuel 22. Perplexing and discouraging as these times might be. But is that all that the wilderness teaches us? I I could ask, what does the wilderness in life mean for you? But maybe you ask, how do I get through it? And therefore, with the help of the Lord, I want to meditate with you on 1 Samuel 22 take the verse 2 but with the team Adullam and see that the wilderness and see that the wilderness in the first place can be confusing perplexing but also that the wilderness affords you refuge affords you protection 
In the third place, that the wilderness is a place where God meets you. That you experience his presence. And last but not least, the wilderness, those seasons in life, is a place where praise is born. So, four thoughts there concerning Adullam, concerning this place of wilderness, perplexing, protection, God's presence, and praise. Friends, a wilderness in your life can be sometimes a place of loneliness. When you have lost a loved one, or you are losing a loved one. A wilderness can be a place of testing and trials. For example, when you have health challenges. A place maybe in your life when it, when it seems that God is so distant. Never had it. You, you, you come to church Sunday after Sunday to church, you, you meet people, you hear the sermon, you go home, and it seems that your life is not touched by it. Well, you cannot deny the Lord's work in your life. And I'm not speaking how assured that is, how assured your faith is, if you have faith. But when you cannot miss the Lord anymore, so it was, eh? His word spoke to you in times past. His promises gave hope, but, but, but now? So it was for David, eh? anointed, set apart by the Lord. 1 Samuel 16. The spirit of the Lord was upon him. One in the same chapter. He, he could attest, you shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spirit, but the battle is the Lord's. 1 Samuel 17. David... He was married. He had friends. And, and yes, David was not, had not always easy family relationships. And when Samuel came to his family and see all the sons of Jesse, and Samuel wonders, is that all? Is it all your sons? And, oh, no, no, no. We, we, have, we have also David, but he is in the field. It was kind of an afterthought in the family. And, and when his father had spoken to him to see his brothers in the battle of Goliath, they ask him, why have you come to us? And yet this same David was also in God's presence. He had experienced that 1 Samuel 21. Eh? He was at the tabernacle at Nob. And now here in 1 Samuel 22. He is on the run, he flees. Escapes to Ramah, flees from Noah, uh, Nioth to Ramah, goes from Nob to God. And here in chapter 22 is an Adullam. Seems no direction in life. He's all over the place. Wanders around. And he cries out. You can read it in Psalm 57. When he fled. That's the title of the psalm. When he fled from Saul in the cave. And he cries out. Be merciful to me. Until these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high. He, he prays, eh? Psalm 142, a prayer when he was in the cave. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, with my voice to the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed him my trouble when my spirit was overwhelmed within me. 
Does that not how the wilderness feels at times? When there is confusion and perplexity in your life? You, you, you wander in life, you go either through the motions, even coming to church, or through the upheavals in life, medical concerns, personal cares, maybe spiritual challenges. It, it, young adults, life can be so confusing. Seems a wilderness. Time season in life that maybe times past that you could sing of the ways of the Lord. But now in the wilderness, the will, a place of distress. When you struggle with hardships, or you struggle in your soul. Maybe the question, why I am thus? That you begin to understand the psalmist in 42. Why are you disquiet, this unrest in me? What more congregation can be experienced in the wilderness? Like the Israelites, eh, they were brought out of Egypt into the wilderness, only to discover in the wilderness that Egypt was still in their hearts. Was it not so in your life? time that you, that you were privileged to do confession of faith. Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. So it was. Only to learn more and more that he loves me more than I deserve. And he loves me despite who I am before him. Life experienced as a wilderness when there is marriage or family strains. Those times in marriage when you, when, when you do not understand each other. When the business of life seems to drive you apart and you feel alone. And it seems no need of one another, physically or spiritually. Wilderness confusion in your confusion in your young life when you struggle with same-sex attraction and you wrestle and you wrestle question, question yourself, how can I be a Christian? bewilderment, wilderness when, when a woman or a young woman is abused and you live with trauma Or for us as parents and grandparents the confusion in your life when you see your children are not going to church anymore, not any church and you carry shame and guilt in your life or you see your grandchildren that, that went different ways in life than you hoped and prayed for why? can be so confusing. This wilderness feeling that you are in distress through your own foolish choices or the circumstances of life. Or that you feel in debt that you have to live up to something or someone and you fail time and again. That you are in discontent, that you are troubled in your soul, even sometimes bitter. The times in life that the Lord seemed so distant, so far away. And like David in the wilderness, far from the tabernacle, God's presence is missed. Oh yes, in past times you could sing, then I will go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. And now, 
Maybe there are times from the end of the earth I cried to thee. And it seems God is not listening. Those times that you are confronted with yourself and exposed who you really are in yourself. Times that there is spiritual dryness, desert in your life, the doubts of faith, God's promises, but you cannot lay hold on them. They stare you in the face. And last not but least, there's not the wilderness in life depicts depicts our sin, your and my sin. In in Adam, we were driven out of the garden, the daily presence of God into the wilderness. And because of our sin, we experience distress and depth and discontent. And and friends, be honest this morning. I, I don't have to spell that out to you, but you know when you sin. There is guilt and shame. And you are in debt to God. And the debt needs to be paid. And you are troubled in your mind and soul. Be honest. And sin leaves you in debt to God and distressed and troubled. But again I ask, is that now all that the wilderness teaches us? Look to verse 2. 1 Samuel 22 David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam and so when his brothers and all his father's house heard it they went down there to him and everyone who was in distress and everyone who was in debt and everyone who was discontented gathered to him and so he became captain over them Friends, the wilderness is also a place of refuge. Surprising as it might be. Undeserved, yes. As Adullam is near the land of the Philistines and possibly near where David grew up, but an inhabited place, a desert country, a wilderness. And it is there where a community is formed. A community of distressed people. And people in debt. And people discontent. May I ask, does that reflect our congregation? In the midst of the wilderness of this world. This church, our congregation, is an adulum. Where broken people in themselves gather. On a Sunday morning, where distressed people are welcome. It is there where a community of broken people come together, not pretending anymore. And they come together, not just as a location, but they get it themselves to him, and where David became captain over them. Friends, it is there in the wilderness where reconciliation is possible. Where the, where the fractured family of David. A family who in times past was less than favorable to him. And now his brothers and all his father's house heard it. And his father and his mother, first three, they went down to him and he became their commander. He became their protector. Because Saul, Saul would kill certainly David and his whole family. The, the wilderness 
And maybe you are right in it. Whatever situation. Spiritualness, other wilderness. But have you seen the wilderness in your life as a place of safety, protection, refuge? Friends, it is there where those suffering hardship, those troubled ones, those with difficulties in their life, in that soul distress, they come together and they surrender and they find the refuge. And they hear it from the mouth of David. Verse 23, Abide thou with me, fear not, for he that seeketh my life, seek thy life, but with me thou shalt be in safeguard. Young people simply said, the Lord said, stay with me. Do not be afraid. With me you shall be safe. And congregation, is it not here that David is a type of the greater David Christ. Christ who went into the wilderness after his father had spoken to him and the spirit descended on him. Christ who welcomed and received those in distress. In Matthew 9, for example, which can be rendered seeing the people, he felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. And so he has compassion on you, being without a shepherd for now. He, he notices you when you are sitting here this morning and you are in distress. And Mark 5, for example, he said to them, why are you distressed and weeping? He takes notice of you. When, when a season of life seems a wilderness, a place of distress, of disquiet, confusion about your wrestling, he invites. He invites even now. Abide with me, says Christ. Do not be afraid. With me, you shall be saved. When there is discontent, people with bitterness, soul trouble, even maybe this morning, when you grieve over, over that loss of the that loved one or, or losing one and when you grieve over your marriage strains when there is bitterness or sorrow in your life maybe that silent cross that you have brought into church this morning and maybe no one knows about it but he is acquainted with it on his way to the cross when he was in Gethsemane he says my soul is exceeding sorrowful deeply grieved and he invites and he invites you this morning, come to me, and I will give you rest, rest for your soul. Even more, Christ receives you when you are in debt, debt to God because of your sin. With all your sin, shame, and guilt, it is Christ, friends, and he alone who paid that debt for each of his children. No one excluded. Do we not read in verse 2? Everyone that was in debt. And if that is you, you are included in the everyone. Christ who was in the cave, in the grave, of which Horatius Bona once wrote, his work done once for all, 
our guilt all borne away, our peace securely made, our debt forever paid, forever paid. That is his promise, even this morning, to you. His gospel offer to you when you wrestle with your sin. This is his promise. I, says the Lord, will be merciful to your unrighteousness and your sins and your iniquities will I remember no more. Oh yes, friends, and a wilderness can be a place of testing. But it is also a place of training to rest and to rest again in the Lord's presence, His provision, His protection, in His promises. As we meet David in our text chapter, in the midst of the wilderness, amidst near broken people in themselves, but He was there for them with His presence with his provision, with his protection, and his promise. And so, for Christ's sake, oh, to be reminded, maybe this morning, to rest in the Lord's presence and experience. What Zephaniah once wrote, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save He will rejoice over you with gladness and he will quiet you by his love. Oh, then it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave nor forsake you. And therefore do not fear, not be dismayed. To be reminded this morning to rest in the wilderness of life, to rest in his provision and experience in the confusion of life. And my God shall supply all your needs according to the riches of the glory in Christ Jesus. Oh, wait then on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord to be reminded this morning again, maybe whatever you have brought into church this morning, to rest in his protection, in the distress and discontent of life, that he promises you, fear not, for I am with you, be not dismayed, for I am your God, I will strengthen you, I will help you, I will uphold you with the righteous right hand. Oh, then to experience and to know this reality, God is, our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. To be reminded to rest in the Lord's unchangeable promise. And therefore let not your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. And it is in this way that God meets you in the wilderness. Stripped from everything that you thought it could give you rest, but only in Christ he meets you. Through his word, this morning, whatever circumstances in life that you have brought into church, and he invites you, stay with me. Do not fear. 
with me you shall be safe stay in my word take refuge in me refuge in his word and it is there friends in the wilderness paradoxically as it may be where the Lord meet his people because look back eh? when the people of Israel were brought out of Egypt into the wilderness it was there that the Lord meets them in the pillar of fire gives them direction experience his providence because providence is in their life each step on the way it is there where they experience his daily provision manna till they arrive in the promised land 40 years of God's faithfulness it is there where they receive the ten commandments to obey them out of thankfulness so what, what, what we profess in our baptism eh? it is the Lord in the, the form of the administration of baptism that it's the Lord who has led his people Israel to the midst of the sea upon dry ground by which baptism was signified and then I ask you this morning look back in your life for a moment and, and pause did the Lord really forsake you and forget you all these years nay, even, even in the wilderness precisely in the wilderness never experienced his leading in your life never experienced his daily provision in your life was there now one day that there was now no food on the table have you now seen and experienced God's good commandments do you then despise the riches of his goodness and the forbearance and his long suffering not knowing that it is the goodness of God that leads you to repentance is it not the wilderness friends and place being stripped from yourself coming to yourself so that you hear his voice that you begin to experience the words of Hosea 2 therefore says the Lord behold I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably to her do you hear to you maybe in our midst who has to say why I am this maybe to you with your soul struggles maybe seasons of life lack of assurance maybe you know a time that you did confession of faith but now you struggle with an addiction and you're wondering confusion in the wilderness of life how is it possible then the Lord says to you this covenant keeping Jehovah I will allure that is I will win her back and I will speak tenderly to her I will speak with comfort does that not break your heart when you broke his heart here then is unwavering promise in Isaiah 30 therefore we will wait upon the Lord that he may be gracious unto us that he may have mercy upon us that is his grace that is his mercy for such one no, precisely when you are in the midst of the wilderness 
In those time, it is there in the wilderness that the Lord meets you. And it is then there where praise is born in that same wilderness. Let us return one more to our text, one more time to our text chapter. Here is a man eh, who, who has behaved foolish before God and those around him. He, he departed from there, escaped to a cave of Adullam in the wilderness of this Judean desert, surrounded by broken people in themselves. And it is there, as it is here this morning, in the, in the midst of the cares and concerns that you have brought to church, that praise is born for who the Lord is. And, and turn with me again to Psalm 34. A psalm of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, who drove him away when he departed. But he attests, eh? this poor man cried, and the Lord heard, and saved him out of all his troubles. He sings, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye saints, for there is no one to them that fear him. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Would you not? Would you not? When was it the last time that you could sing of the ways of the Lord? Experience, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. What, what more? See another psalm, born in the wilderness, Psalm 56 eh, of David, when the Philistines took him to get. 1 Samuel 21. In the midst of trouble and tears. But what could he attest? You number my wanderings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? Maybe there is one here and now miss shed many, many tears. And I have to say, Lord, are they not in your book? And, and yet praise is born. Praise is born in this challenging season of life. Listen, eh? Psalm 56. In God I will praise his word. In the Lord I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid what men can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O Lord. I will run praises unto thee. Would you not? When you were in distress. But you could cast all your cares. And your anxiety and your worries upon him. And you begin to experience undeserved as it might be. And sometimes unexpected. But he cares for you. When you were in debt, maybe in heaven high guilt because of your sin. And there he hanged. And nailed each of your sins to the cross. He fixed that on the handwriting of our sin. Paid the debt. That you and I never could pay ourselves. Is that not reason for praise? Those times that you were in discontent. When, you're, when you 
troubled soul and you cried to him and, he, and did he not answer you? No reason for praise, even in the midst of the wilderness. And yes, friends, the pain and the hurt in the wilderness are real. But the outcome is invaluable. Oh, take comfort, not knowing that the wilderness will pass, as it will pass, but that God will meet you in it. Oh, friends, don't forget the Lord is nigh unto them that are of broken of heart. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but, but, the Lord delivered you out of them all. Oh, then it is with Psalm 52, another of those wilderness psalms. I trust in the mercy of the Lord forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. I will wait upon thy name for it is good before your saints. Saints, do you hear? Those are those that, that are those that are in distress and debt and discontent. But but they have Christ as their Savior and Lord. He is their trusted captain and commander. And therefore, if you cannot deny the wilderness, but also the refuge in Christ. Will you not agree with David at the close of Psalm 56? For you have delivered my soul from death. Yes, my feet from falling. That I may walk before God in the light of life. To walk through the wilderness. Before your God. In his light. Congregation, our hope does not rest in God bringing us out of the wilderness. Though he will. But your hope is found in the fact that he meets us right in the center of it. It is there where he promised to each of his children, I will never leave you, never forsake you, never abandon you, one of his children. And therefore, live with that hope. Live with the hope that one day the wilderness will be behind. When he meets us again. When it is asked, what are these which are arrayed with white rope? And where, where did they came from? Those, maybe you now, in distress, in discontent, in debt. But it has been told they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. And, therefore, and that's the only reason. You will be before the throne of God and serve him day and night. You shall hunger no more. No confusion. No perplexities. For the lamb which in the midst of the throne shall feed you. And shall lead you into the fountains of water. Provision forever. And God shall wipe away all. Do you hear? All your tears from your eyes. Comfort one another then with these words. Amen. Let us pray. Lord will bless your word that in the midst of the wilderness that you come to us and speak to us 
and lift us up above the circumstances of life and find refuge in thee and thee alone. Strengthen us by thy word that it might give us hope and strength to rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Also for this new week that lies before us. And we pray it in his name. Amen.